This is Performance Deliver, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, we're going to talk about how to create evergreen content for SEO. Here to speak with me about the topic is SQ, who is responsible for marketing and customer success at AREFs, a trusted SEO platform powered by industry-leading data. In his role, among other things, he crafts unique and authoritative content pieces for the AREFs blog. SQ, welcome back. Last time we spoke, we talked about what is evergreen content, how to select evergreen topics, and how to identify keywords and search queries that can be used for evergreen topics. What I want to continue today is to talk about how to create evergreen content. So now that someone has identified what are the main topics for their business, how do they go about to create evergreen content? What I believe today is to create great evergreen content. Okay, so to backtrack a little, I think for many people, they, they, they are skeptical to invest in content if they, was be, if they were to try to rank in Google, they will maybe find a freelance writer on Upwork or Guru or you know, freelancer and they will just get their writer to maybe write a 500 to a thousand word essay and just publish it. And then maybe do some social media promotions, maybe send an article to their email list and then move on to the next piece of uh, content. So the issue with that is uh, if your article it's, is like everyone else, like it is, it is firstly hard to rank because today uh, ranking in Google is a little bit more difficult as more and more people start to understand the concept of content marketing and they start to invest more in content marketing. Secondly, is that even if you are lucky enough to rank with that short piece of content, uh, it is very easy for another person to do the exact same thing like you to, you know, go to uh, Upwork or freelancer or maybe pro blogger jobs, board, uh, find a writer, maybe pay the writer a little bit more and get the writer to write something that, you know, beats you. Maybe a 1,200 word article, 1,500 word article. And essentially, you will still be trapped in the same, uh, you know, track that content treadmill as before. So previously, you were stuck in the spike of hope, flat of nope trap. And if you, right now you are trapped in the, uh, you have to keep creating the content over and over again because you keep losing rankings because you're just creating, you know, similar content as everyone else. So to rank in Google, to rank in the SERPs, uh, what we believe at Hrefs is that you need to have like high quality content. You need 10x content or great content, whatever, you know, SEOs and marketers call this kind of content. Because if you think about it, uh, Google's job is to deliver the best result for any search query. So you, as a creator, as a marketer, you have to show Google that you have that p best piece of content. And if Google believes you, uh, based on certain metrics that they measure, based on the factors that they use, they will rank your piece of content or page uh, in the first page or maybe in the number one position and they will rank it 
over time they will you know give you preference over time because you have they understand that you have the best piece of uh content and they understand that you are always giving you know searchers the best result so the most important question right now uh, as the listeners might be wondering is you know there is a lot of talk about creating great content but by itself great content is a vague concept right like what is great content like maybe to you that that freelance writer article that 1000 word article you paid for is a great, great piece of content you love it but maybe it is not a great piece of content to your audience you know your audience thinks that it is terrible so what is a great piece of content what we found at least at hrs is that a great piece of content has three uh, characteristics basically so these three characteristics are quality uniqueness and authority so let's start with the first one quality so the quality of piece of content is uh we are talking about you know is that piece of content easy to read you know is it interesting is it entertaining is it useful are there any spelling errors is it grammatically correct you know uh does the content flow you know is it well researched does the piece of content actually solve the problem that the uh, reader is looking for and uh, is the design great you know is it you know or, or is it kind of like mismatched with a lot of advertisement banner ads you know call to actions and stuff like that so this is what we are talking about we talk about quality we're talking about the actual for a lack of a better word actual quality of the piece of content like is it good writing skills you know stuff like that does readability play a big part in determining whether a piece of content is good or not yeah i think so many seos believe in the concept of dwell time so essentially you know uh dwell time is when in somebody types a query into google and then they click the first or second result and then they stay on that page for the next say 5 to 10 minutes mm -hmm. so in google's eyes like many seos believe in google eyes that's great because you are telling google, uh, the searcher is telling google that this piece of content or this page has essentially solved every pro problem uh, that i was looking for and which is why i'm staying there the dwell time is long and uh, so readability kind of affects the dwell time essentially because uh if a content is hard to read the reader is going to bounce right you know mm -hmm. the reader my god this this firstly is uh maybe it's grammatically bad you know uh the design is terrible i can't even read the next line properly because there's too many uh, advertisements and so i'm just going to skip this i'm just going to try the next result and you know that signals to google that you know okay this is a terrible piece of content we are not going to rank it so high essentially but for me there is another aspect of it is that uh when you write a piece of content the purpose of any piece of content of any page ultimately is to sell your site is to sell your product your service uh and or whatever you're selling so readability helps you sell more because if the reader is going to read every single word in your content or on your page it makes it easier for you to sell to the person yeah because you can't sell to a person who's going to bounce after the first two sentences so you talked about three characteristics so one was quality which we just touched on now let's talk about the other two 
Okay, so the other two is uh, uniqueness and authority. So they are kind of uh, similar. So in a sense that, uh, okay, so uniqueness basically describes like why would somebody choose your content over the rest? Because uh, what happens a lot of time today is when somebody is creating a piece of content, you know, they, they type that keyword that they're trying to target into Google and they uh, what they do is that they just read the first three uh, articles that's ranking and they take the points from the first three articles, kind of rewrite it a little and then publish it. Oh, you know, this is my piece of content. But it is not unique in the sense that it doesn't pre- present anything new. Uh, and if you don't present anything new, it, nobody is going to read it because you're just basically saying the same thing as everyone else and your reader has a choice between uh, every every piece of content, right? They can choose uh, one, two, three, four on the first page and it doesn't matter to them because you're just same thing to them. I understand how that, how a reader will say, well, you know what, this all sounds like this, the two other articles I, I read before. There's nothing new in here for me when they scan the content, right? And they disappear right very quickly. But how do search engines like Google identify that? Do they look at which article with the same content has been online the longest or are there other factors that Google uses to determine what the uniqueness is of a content piece and whether it has new things? Okay, that, that, that is a great question. I'm not sure if I can provide, or I can say affirmatively how Google does this uh, because Google is essentially like a black box, right? Like we can only mm-hmm. guess. So what I would guess how Google knows that this piece of content is unique is uh, maybe through links. So if you are presenting a unique viewpoint or you're presenting something unique that nobody else has talked about, then you are people are more likely to link to your content. And uh, I, that kind of, I think that kind of signifies to Google that, hey, you know, this, this article is something new, something fresh, you know, people are starting to link to it over time. And uh, I think it deserves to rank better. So obviously links are one element of the SEO equation. Does that basically mean what you just said? The more links you have, the more likely it is that Google will will see you as a more authoritative content piece compared to other pieces that don't have the same amount of links? I would say in general, uh, that is kind of true. Uh, so of course, in when you are on a first page, there are many factors that come into play, right? Like search intent, you know, maybe even dwell time, uh, maybe, uh, I mean, there's so many factors today that Google uses that it is hard to say exactly why you will rank number one over number two. Uh, so, but I think even to today, the, the factor that most SEOs agree with is links. So mm-hmm. if you have a lot of links, in general, you are going to rank better. So earlier, before we kind of dove into the three characters that kind of make a great content piece, um, you mentioned content size. So the number of words an article content piece has. What's the minimum of words a content piece needs to have to to make an impact? And is there something like a minimum? Once again, I think this is a great question because... Uh, if you go online and you read, say, articles by Neil Patel or whoever, and they will say that, oh, to rank, you need at least 1,500 words. 
If not, you can't rank. But to me, I think there is a false metric or a false number to measure yourself by because I could easily write a piece of content that's terrible, but it, it has 2,000 words. <laughs> you know, I could... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, there is no uh, minimum or maximum number of words that you should uh, be focusing on. Rather, you should have the mindset that you want to uh, create the best piece of content on a topic. And to do that, you have to cover that topic in in a, super, like in a lot of depth. So you have mm-hmm. to talk about uh, every almost every single thing that somebody who is searching for that uh, keyword or the query will want to know about. And if you cover every uh, subtopic on that particular topic, essentially you will reach a certain word length you will create long-form content because you are trying to be as in-depth as possible and there is no way to go in-depth by creating something that's short. So instead of focusing on the number of words, just focus on creating something that's in-depth. So now that we talked about how to create evergreen content, how important is it to maintain that content? Obviously, there are so many companies out there that write content pieces about the same topic that someone else already wrote on a day-by-day basis. How often do content marketers, SEO professionals, have to revisit the content and have to make sure that they that they update their content pieces? Great, great question. So uh, I think this depends on your industry, firstly. So if your industry, uh, if you're working in an industry that doesn't change often, then if you have an evergreen content that's targeting an evergreen topic, it is likely that you uh, do not have to keep updating that piece of content. So for us at HRS, we are in the SEO industry. And uh, as mentioned earlier, that uh, the SEO industry changes a lot. You know, once Google comes up with an algorithm, you know, many, you know, many tactics go out of uh, many tactics stop working basically. So for that, we have, have to uh, update our content pretty frequently so that we uh, start talking about uh, what Google has changed. Uh, okay, maybe not what Google has changed, but you know, try to, uh, we try to analyze like, what has happened. Like, is our, does our piece of content still, is it still relevant in today's climate? If it is, then okay, we, we don't have to update it. If it's not, then we have to change something. And how we do that is we track our rankings. So every uh, page that we have on Hrefs, we add it to our own rank tracking tool so that we know its rankings over time. Uh, you don't have to use Hrefs. Of course, there's many uh, different rank tracking tools out there. I'm sure if you do a search for free rank tracking tools, you will find a few of them. Uh, you can even do a manual rank check by just entering the keyword you're targeting into Google. But what we do is to... We uh, what we do is to track our rankings. And if we start to see that our rankings are dropping for any particular post of page, then we know that we have to uh, start revisiting that uh, piece of content or that page again to find out uh, what particular aspects of that page has gone outdated. Is it, say, a screenshot? Or is it, say, uh, maybe a particular tactic no longer works because of certain changes in the industry? Or is it 
uh, certain stats that's become outdated? Or is it a certain process that no longer works because maybe a tool we suggested previously has uh, gone out of business or stopped working? And uh, so on and so forth. There are many aspects that could become outdated. And then from okay. there, we have to refresh the content, revisit, find out what's ranking in Google again, find out if there is anything new about a topic that we should be talking about, and then we do an update. When you refresh content, you're basically going back into the content piece that you had written in the past and either take content out and, and replace it or write new new parts to the content piece because, for example, there is a new, as you mentioned, a tactic might be outdated. There is a new tactic how to solve a certain problem or how to go about you know, a specific marketing activity, for example. Yep. So, uh, okay, so maybe this is uh, specific to our situation, but we reference a lot of our tool set in our blog post. And the thing is, our uh, developers and our designers work really fast. So many times when we uh, use screenshots of our tool in our piece of content, a year later, those screenshots go out of date because our tools just keep uh, getting updated. The design just keeps getting updated. And when you look at our blog post and our uh, tool, it looks different. So we have to work on updating those screenshots again. So that's pretty specific to us. But what I would do if I were to be updating a piece of content is I were to uh, take the keyword that I'm targeting and put it into Google again to find out like what has changed over time. Because uh, sometimes it could be because uh, the search intent has changed. Like originally that keyword had a particular search intent that we were ranking for. And maybe a couple of years later, the search intent has completely changed for the keyword. And because the search intent has changed, our piece of content that we used to rank for no longer matches that search intent. So it doesn't make sense for mm -hmm. us to... Uh, That's this why it no longer makes sense that we are ranking. So when that happens, usually we don't even update the piece of content. We will do a full rewrite of that, con of that topic because it no, it no longer makes sense. So mm -hmm. we will just do a new round of research. We'll treat it like a new piece of content that we're creating and, you know, just follow the process that I mentioned, uh, check the top 10 search results, what they're talking about. Are there any important points you want to keep? And then, you know, uh, do further research from on other websites or forums and then start talking to people and then create a, you know, great piece of content that matches the three characteristics. And yeah, that's it. So we, we talked a little bit about links, um, a little bit ago, but how important are links to making sure that A, your evergreen content, first of all, kind of makes its way up in the search uh, engine rankings, but also maintains a position? Okay, so as we mentioned, links are one of the SEO factors that almost every SEO agree that it is still essential. So. If you want to rank better in Google and if you want to keep your rankings in Google, it is important for you to have a, a lot of high quality links to that page. So because I know that a lot of businesses and even a lot of marketers, they don't believe in uh, doing link building. So, and in fact, I've met uh, a couple of marketers recently who, who uh, 
focused a lot on SEO but didn't do any link building. And we were kind of trying to convince them that link building is very important because in our personal opinion and in our studies and stuff, we have found that, you know, uh, rankings correlate with backlinks, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think at this point, a good example I would show you is that our competitor, Moz, has this guide, Beginner's Guide to SEO, which has been referenced over and over again by almost every site in the world when somebody uh, wants to learn SEO. And if you check the number of links that that particular guide has, it has 118,000 links from almost 12,000 domains. So 12,000 websites, different websites. And basically, no matter what we do uh, today, or rather we will have to invest a lot of of money to try to beat that, that page because he had so many links. And that page, if you check in Google, it will rank is ranking number one for almost every beginner SEO query. Yep. So for us, if we want to beat that piece of content, if we want to start ranking for beginner SEO queries, we have to invest a lot of money into link building. Is there is there a minimum number of links uh, that that a content piece should have uh, in order to to link uh, to rank quick or to to move up the search engine ranks? I think once again, this depends on the query. So it depends on how many links uh, the keyword you're targeting, the, p- the pages for those keywords that you're targeting already have. So there is no minimum or maximum. It all depends on the query you're targeting. So Google is frequently changing the algorithm and what elements they consider as being relevant for SEO. From your perspective, is there a specific structure a specific solution that leads to better results for content pieces that we haven't talked about yet? Honestly, I don't think so because, uh, I mean, just basing on our experience, uh, focusing on the process that I talked about earlier and focusing on covering evergreen uh, topics and focusing on creating the best piece of content for those topics, uh, you don't have to worry about any algorithm update. Uh, in our company, even though we are SEO focused, we have never worried about any algorithm update because we know that uh, we are doing the right thing. We know that we are always trying to present the best value for any of our readers. And uh, we know that that's why we rank. And that's why we're not worried about any algorithm updates because we're not doing anything shady. So it sounds like having a proper content marketing plan with a proper evergreen content approach is a little bit bulletproof when it comes to Google changing their algorithm. Because at the end of the day, what people are looking for is content. They are looking for information uh, on search engines to, to their search queries, to the questions they have. And if that is presented in an informative, in an, an knowledgeable way, there should be no danger in losing ranks just because, and, and therefore traffic, just because Google is doing another algorithm update. Uh, yes, that is what I believe in. And uh, okay. I think I heard in another podcast with uh, Jordan Harbinger, uh, he was talking about content creation. And he said, most 
platforms, Google, Facebook, Quora, Twitter, they have the same end goal, which is to keep their reader or their user on the platform as long as possible. And to do that, they require users or creators to create great piece of content because this is the reason why they are staying, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't have to find hacks or tactics or whatever to try to game the system. You just have to believe in the long term, believe in a long-term strategy and you know create interesting, entertaining, good piece of content that uh, the algorithm will essentially promote over time because you are helping the algorithm do its work. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking about you know evergreen content and how to how to develop evergreen content. How can people find out more about you? Uh, you can check out my articles on ahrefs.com slash blog. That is ahrefs.com slash blog. Or you can tweet at me if you uh, want to have a conversation with me on my Twitter account, which is uh, my full name, S-I-Q-U-A-N-O-N-G. No spaces. Wonderful. Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the Performance Delivered podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.